You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David Leo. Uh, good to be here, Jason. Back in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, here every time we're live. Uh, I love un- being live. Unless you're away. <laughs> yes. I, I, I prefer being live. Yeah, yeah, that's good, being live. So we are and being live alive. today. And being alive. And being alive. <laughs> that's good. Um, it's the 15th of November. Wow. And... Uh, we're going to be continuing your sort of mini-series on worship at home. Yes. Today. Yes. So uh, a couple of things that uh, we thought, well, I thought we'd we'd uh, talk about as we kick off today, which is uh, a couple of things that happened on this day in history. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a guy by the name of Johann Kelper, who was a Lutheran astronomer. And he actually discovered the planetary motion, the laws of planetary motion, which I think is often credited to Galileo. That's right. And uh, apparently uh, he died on this day. Jonathan, oh, sorry, Johan. Johan, yeah. And so uh, apparently his uh, arguments for the unity of religion and science were often printed as if by Galileo. So Galileo gets a lot of credit for stuff that uh, Johann Kepler Apparently may have so. attributed to and contributed to the work. And I do like the um, this concept here that you know the unity of religion and science because I believe that uh, the Bible um, is a book that is not a science textbook, no. but but needs to be consistent with science. That's right. That's right. And so uh, many sort of separate the two things and say, oh, the Bible is just a you know, this um, teaching tool, it's not literal, there's no, you know, we can't take factual evidence from it. Yeah, yeah, correct. I, I believe we can. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> many interesting uh, documentaries that attempt to explain away some of the miracles mm. that happen in, in Scripture. So, yeah, they, and that, I suppose, um, speaks to what you're saying. We try and separate the two. And so you've got an age, was it 1630? 1630, mm. this time last... Uh, um, 400 years ago. 400 years ago. Johann Kepler. I think I've seen the word Kepler used for a um, one of the ships that NASA has. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, I don't think he's forgotten. But, uh, yeah, the unity of religion and science, and there's a massive polarization now, isn't there? Mm, absolutely. Uh, there's another famous person who, uh, Jane Montgomery Campbell, she uh, translated hymns. From German into English, and one of the most famous ones that we all know is Silent Night. Ah, we'll be seeing um, that very soon, won't we? We will be. I thought it was a good one to include, being that we're, Christmas is approaching quickly. Just around the corner. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she died on this day as well. So, uh, I, when I look through all of the list of things today, most of them were deaths. talking about deaths of, of uh, people. So. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. yeah. But this, I thought we'd talk about these two interesting people anyway. 1878 wasn't too long ago. No, that's yeah. true. We still we still appreciate um, people that write music because mm. we we played on Faith FM, of course. And we so, do, yeah. And of Thank course, you to Jane uh, Montgomery Campbell. A lot of the early um, Christian um, European stuff was all in in German. There was so much, you know, with yeah, Martin Luther, the Protestant right, Reformation. Right. Uh, there were Bible translations in German, etc. So. 
Wow. We're privileged to have these hymns uh, in English today. Praise the Lord for their work. Mm. Yeah. Well, thanks for this time uh, many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of little things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, David, uh, today uh, we're going to be looking at speaking the word. And uh, you've covered, um, tell, tell us what you've covered already. So okay. Far. So, we started off, um, so the, my whole, my whole, the whole reason for doing this mini series is to encourage you, our listeners, to practice worship at home. If you're not doing it, then start doing it. If you are, then continue doing it and maybe add add more to the um, add more to the time that you have together with God. And wh- whether you're alone, whether you're a couple, whether you're a group of friends or a family, I really encourage you having worship at home. They, these habits really create an awesome and uh, solid relationship with our Lord and Savior. So we started off um, in the very beginning summarizing the basics of worship because I want to be real practical with this with this series. How do we worship? And uh, the basics, the basic elements are basically three things: the Bible, prayer, and sharing what uh, what you experience with God, sharing what happens in your life um, and what God has done in your life. Those those three elements. Are the basics of worship, and that's so. I started with an introduction on Luke twenty-four, using um, the story of the two disciples returning to on the road of Emmaus, uh, yeah. returning from Jerusalem, and I used that as a model to um, see what happens in a moment of worship. You know, you their, their, their minds were cast down, their, their thoughts, and. Um, Somebody, a stranger came to them and said, hey, what, what are you talking about? What happened there? And so they got to express what they were talking about. And this stranger says, oh, isn't that what the Bible says? And the Bible says that, you know, in those moments, we calculated about three to three and a half hours of walking. He was able to go through the whole of the Old Testament, reveal to them the plan of salvation. And then they realized, wait a minute, this person has familiar familiarities about him. There's something about him. And they say, don't leave us. Come join us for dinner. And the moment they break bread, they recognize it's Jesus. And at that moment, Jesus disappears and they run back to Jerusalem after their long three and a half walk, uh, three and a half hour walk. Oh, isn't that, isn't that, uh, uncanny that three and a half, that's an important number mm-hmm. when it comes to pro- prophecy in the Bible. Anyway, they, they, they run back and probably their three and a half hour walk was a two and a half hour run. And, um, they have to tell the others. And so this is a, this is a model for, uh, same as us, we express ourselves to God, we listen to what God has to say, and when our hearts burn, just like these two disciples, we end up um, wanting to share with others, yeah. you know, and it's important that we do that part. Mm. And so last week we talked about uh, hearing the Word, which is the importance of having the Bible um, in every every session, every moment that you can, you can have, every opportunity, listen to what the Bible has to say. Um, spend time with whoever you live with or by yourself and just uh, reading the Bible and read it out loud so your brain can hear what you're saying. And we talk about the importance of memorizing the Bible as well, that it becomes a part of you and who you are. So that's uh, that's what we talked about last week. And today we're talking about speaking the word. So what's that going to do with uh, what I'm just talking about? Prayer. So we're combining now, we're building on top of the Bible, and now we have prayer. And the the significance of speaking to God, and if you if you're listening carefully, there's three basic elements of worship: um, hearing the Bible, 
speaking and sharing, these are actually three basic elements to our own relationships, our own personal relationships. For example, um, why do you think it's important to articulate what your thoughts and feelings are to others? Well, number one, I think it helps us clarify ourselves. Like, if you're struggling with something, the best way to unravel the difficulty is to try to explain it to somebody else. Some some things become clear as you're verbalizing it and trying to explain it to somebody. So I think that's one benefit. Um, thinking of, of other reasons, I think it, it reinforces uh, that in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to, you know, to, to read the scriptures aloud or to share those things with other people uh, adds power to it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. There's so many, there's so many facets to it. Uh, and uh, the thing that you nailed on the head is why it's important to talk to people. And so, you know, I think this is much bigger than just, uh, than just what we're talking about today, but it's important that we actually speak to others that you can hear your own thoughts. Even before the show, I was telling you, one of my friends said something and I said to her, did you hear what you said? She's like, yeah, I didn't like what I said. You know, so she was able to reflect on, man, am I thinking that way now? You know, and so it's important that we articulate what we're thinking and feeling so that you can reflect on where you're at at this moment, what, mm. what you're going through. And, um, you know, I, I have, uh, you know, I've, I've got my wife and my kids and it's important to me that I hear what they, uh, that I get them to speak what's on their minds and their hearts. Because if, if they can't, if you can't verbalize or articulate something, you can't, um, I mean, let's imagine J- Jason and I are sitting in a room, there's empty space in between us, but there's a, there's a table. And I just want to imagine that on this table, we can grow a tree, right? And so in our conversation, we start talking about, oh, have you seen, um, have, have you seen, uh, have you read this book? I'll say, yeah. And have you read it? You say, yeah. What did you think of it? You start adding to this, we start planting the seed and this tree starts growing. Then I add my part, right? And by the end of an hour conversation, there's this tree that's in front of us that we built from conversation, mm. right? Like it, it came from verbalizing thoughts, exchanging disagreements, agreements, uh, building on top of the other person's idea. And so when it comes to prayer and we're speaking to our creator, all these things are really important that we share with God what's on our heart. Now, I can't, I'm going to read from a, a book called Steps to Christ, one of my favorite passages. I've actually memorized this, but uh, I want to share it with our listeners to to uh, let you know what what exactly I'm talking about. So after the break, we'll get into that. Awesome. Today, we're going to ask you a question. Uh, if you know how to pray, who taught you how to pray? Yeah. We'd love to hear from you today. So do text us in. This is our show number just for Tassie Encounters. Text us in on 0488-880-891. That's 0488-880-891. This is Anna Beden with Hope, Patience, Lift your head, little one Lift your eyes to see the sun Lift your heart and burden soul Oh, rejoice in hope Lift your head, little one Lift your eyes 
to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're speaking with David Leo on the topic of speaking the word mm-hmm. which is really um, talking about prayer today we asked you a question if you know how to pray who taught you how to pray text us in on 0488 880891 David uh, Jesus taught his disciples to pray that's right that's right that's interesting that's interesting we're going to look at the, the Bible at um, Luke 11, and uh, speaking of which, I want to talk more about this later on, but I remember as a little kid, I'm not sure where my dad uh, got this um, model from, but he would tell my brother and I that when we pray, we start with thanksgiving, and then we um, pray for forgiveness, and then we pray for things, we ask for things. That was that was my dad's three-pronged formula. I'm not sure where he got it from, but that's what I worked with for a long time uh, as a kid. When I was praying, and um, I realized that when I hear, heard my dad pray, he followed the same formula. My mum, man, she could pray for hours, you know, like, sometimes it's like, but does she realize this family worship because she's not by herself? Because she, when she went to the bedroom just to pray by herself, whoa, she was gone for a while, but mum didn't have the formula. She was just speaking, like, she was just talking, you know, just letting everything out, talking to God about everything. But um, in Luke 11, verse 1 to 4, if you could read that, please, Jason. Sure, and we're reading from the English Standard Version. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. Well, that prayer that Jesus started introducing to them, you've, where have you heard that from? This is called the Lord's Prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer, right? Mm. In Matthew, Matthew 6, where we get a we get a more elaborated breakdown of what Jesus is talking about. But the point I wanted to see here is um, the disciples grew up in a Jewish community, right? Do you think they've heard people pray before? You would think so. Yeah, they, yeah. Would, have, they would have heard I that. I mean, we even have examples of, you know, the... 
the, the sinner and the Pharisee, Pharisee prayed. Yeah. So obviously people prayed. Yeah, and it says the Pharisees prayed out in out public. Loud, you know, yeah, so exactly. they, they'd seen prayers. Mm. They, you know, they've heard prayers. They even knew that John was teaching their disciples pray. But when they heard Jesus pray, they said, hey, can you teach us to pray how you pray? Mm. So there are definitely, um, there's definitely a need there. And uh, when I say need, we've been created to pray. God's put that in us that he wants us to speak to him. Right. And, and Jesus demonstrates it. Not only does it, dem- when he, when he demonstrates it, the disciples are like, I want to pray like he prays. And, and he and says, teach us, teach us to pray. So it's important that we learn, um, how to pray. The Bible's got, um, a couple of more texts, uh, where it encourages us, uh, to pray. But this is why, um, in the next segment after the break, I want to give some practical, uh, practical tools, just like my dad gave me on anyone that's listening. Uh, if you want to try some new ways of praying or, uh, you know, uh, look at uh, these different methods on how can I follow and stay focused <laughs> in my prayer? You ever have those times where you're praying and you just, your mind just keeps wandering? Yeah, it happens less when I'm praying myself, but sometimes if I'm praying in a participating group. in a group prayer, my mind can wander. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a, um, and so it's, you know, prayer is also a good uh, practice for trying to stay focused. And, mm. you know, I'm, I'm a real, you know, when somebody uses a particular word or says something in prayer, my mind can actually wander on what they just said. And mm. I'm like, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll think something like, what does that word mean? I don't understand what it is. You know, and then, wait, I'm missing out on the prayer. Okay, listen, <laughs> listen, to the, listen to the prayer. Listen to what this person's praying about. Mm-hmm. But um, if you could read First Thessalonians 5, this is, this is a couple more. This is Paul. Paul speaks often about the importance of prayer. Here's First Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Okay, so Paul's speaking to the followers, and he's saying to the followers, it's important that you rejoice always and pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Our whole lives should be um, should be filled with moments where we're constantly communicating to God, mm. sharing moments with God. God, this is a beautiful sun- sunrise. Uh, Lord, I just um, got some news that really hurts me. And, uh, you know, like, just want to let you know that I hurt, you know that I'm feeling hurt right now. You know, all these moments you share with share with God, and in mm. those circumstances, give thanks, give thanks um, always, and this is the will of God. We're going to talk about the will of God uh, more, more uh, mm. soon. Uh, Colossians four. four so, are you going to say something? Uh, just interesting the way that's phrased. There, give thanks in all circumstances, not for all the circumstances. For all the circumstances, <laughs> in it's it's hard to give thanks for all the circumstances, but it says give thanks in, in. say. No matter what our situation, we can still give thanks to God. Not just the not just the good circumstances, not That's just the not just the circumstances that you want to post up on Facebook and Instagram. You know, yeah. like everything, everything, the highlights and the lowlights. Yeah, Colossians four verse two, please, Jason. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Yeah. So there it is again. There's a constant encouragement for followers of Jesus to never cease in the practice. Of prayer. Now that doesn't mean um, what you know, what what we're talking about is when we find time of solitude that you've taken a slice of time out of your day to be alone. But even in the times when you're not alone, when you're just doing life as normal, when you're working, studying, 
putting petrol in the car. You driving. Can, driving. You can speak to God. Yeah. You know, like you can speak to God in all those, all those times. Now, why pray? We kind of talked about that in the, yeah. the, the first segment. Mm, because you could think that, oh, well, praying is, is telling God things that are on our heart. Doesn't he already know that? Yeah. Let me read this. This is, this is from the uh, book Steps to Christ. And it's um, it's called Privilege of Prayer. Mm. Let's see if this kind of gives so, a bit of an answer. We actually did a we did steps across with um, Peter Watts. Uh, we actually studied the whole book. That's right. And uh, I remember that program on Privilege of Prayer. Oh man, it's awesome! I'll, I'll give you a little story. I um I actually this was years ago. I memorized this whole chapter. Really? I memorized the whole chapter, and I I went to what we call a prayer meeting. And uh, I was taking prayer meeting that night. I literally recited this chapter to the church. And an old gentleman came up to me later on and he said, David, that was awesome, but I feel like I've heard this somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I note, David, today you're using your phone. Yes. <laughs> yes, the, the memory. memory. <laughs> yeah, the memory just doesn't serve that well anymore. Yeah. I couldn't even, yeah. But, but when I read this, I'm like, yeah, I'm familiar with this. Um, it says in chapter uh, in the chapter privilege of prayer, which is chapter eleven, in the second paragraph, um, she writes, "Prayer is the opening of the heart to God as to a friend. Not that it is necessary in order to make known to God what we are, but in order to enable us to receive Him. Prayer does not bring God down to us, but brings us up to Him." Wow. <clears throat> You know, that's, there's something about that as, as you're reading that that makes me think that this is true in, in all relationships as well. You know, if, yes. if we don't communicate our hearts, how can we expect, you know, our friend or our partner or our spouse or whatever to communicate their hearts with us? I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you picked that up. There is a subtle, there's a subtleness to my agenda that I'm, I'm, I keep bringing here is, but we understand what it means to relate to God, which you just picked up on, and actually strengthens our relationships here on earth, mm. where we learn to worship God, just like you've said. And one of the sad things that I'm, I'm seeing more and more often, and what you just touched on, Jason, there are people that are lonely, but they're not willing to put the effort into relationships. Mm. You know, it's better, it's better for me just to hang around by myself. Or even um, admit the vulnerability of that. You know, some, sometimes people don't like to be vulnerable, you know, and, and share their need. And uh, unless they do, some other people can't connect with them. Do you yeah, know what I'm I know what you're saying. Yeah, mm. it's like um, it's like if I'm if I'm hurt right now because a friend has decided uh, that they heard that I said something that is probably not true, or what I know is not true, and they've said, "David, I'm cutting you off." You know, and I'm hurt, mm. but I'm a man. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm not a little boy anymore. Mm. I have little friends and. I decide to share that with you, and you uh, and I risk you going, man, Dave, you're, you're acting like a little boy. You need to grow up. You yeah, that's need right. to toughen up. <laughs> that's right. But I'm, I'm being. Or, ro- or I can say, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, and you can say, I, I know how you feel. Mm. I've had a, a friend, uh, you know, walk out on, on me for no particular reason, you know. But that initial time of uh, making yourself vulnerable is, uh, if, if we could put it in a in a uh, illustrative type of term, it's like you're putting your heart on the table and risking whether they're going to smash it mm. or whether they're going to help you, you know? Like, but in this context, in the passage that you just read, what in essence what that's doing is opening the way... To receive. To receive, yeah. which, is a, which is something that I only really just got as you're reading that then, um, that, that 
you know, praying opens us up to receive from God. That That's sort of, I guess, easy to understand. But in the context of relationships, it works a bit like that as well. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is here, and, and, and um, I know the way that my thinking is because I, Jesus is my massive illustration of what who God is. And Jesus came to earth. You know what I mean? So when I think about prayer, I often think about Jesus coming to me. But in this passage, she kind of reveals to us that, no, no, this when you're praying, you're not calling him to come down to earth. It's you approaching the throne. You know, so it's it, not only you're making yourself vulnerable, you're entering the throne room. You know, like that's a that's a that's an important part to think, wow, I'm coming into the presence of God. Mm. And God says, You're welcome here. Mm. You know, that's a and that's a privilege. That's mm. a massive privilege. We didn't get to go through everything I wanted, wanted to, but we'll jump into that in the in the next segment. Mm. We've got uh, a book offer coming up. It's called Keeping Connection and Rediscovering the Power of Prayer. But our question of you today was, if you know how to pray, who taught you to pray? Let mm. us know. Text us in on 0488-880-891. This song talks a little bit about, I guess, uh, um, how God gives us a purpose, and we can discover that through prayer as well. Amen. So Absolutely. It's called Call Me Your Own. And this is by Isla Vista Worship and John Jingham. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and uh, we're speaking with David Leo, talking on the mini-series Worship at Home, and we're talking about speaking the word in particular to do with prayer today. Yeah. So, uh, David, um, we were going to talk a little bit more about the purpose, the purpose of prayer and, and how that, I guess, impacts on our lives as well. Yeah, I was actually going to talk about how um, we discover our purpose in talking to God, even talking to others, but talking to the Creator Himself, you start learning things about yourself. Um, Psalms 37 verse 4, it says... Oh, yes. Could you read that for us? It says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Interesting how that happens, right? Mm. It says, uh, Delight yourself in the Lord, and then the things that you crave for, the things that you desire, it lines up with what God wants, right? And so what you're, what what's happening here is the more that you um, start expressing yourself and speaking to God and uh you know, that the, it's discovering things about yourself, you start realizing that you want to serve God and do things according to God's will. And this is when you find your purpose, when you align uh, your your goals, your values, and everything with God's goals and values, you're now living out what God created us to be. And a lot of our emptiness and our, our lack of alignment comes from us trying to do our own thing when God's trying to lead us in another direction and we, we're trying to be something that we actually aren't. Mm. And so um, that that's a, a very important part of prayer is that as we speak the word, and when I, when I say speak the word, I literally mean why it's important to know the Bible is because you say it back to God. I'm going to give you an example. You can say things like, um, uh, Lord, um, I'm looking at my, my finances right now. Um, I, I make $1,000 a fortnight and the expenses that I'm looking at right now because of family issues and these emergency things that have been happening in the last, I can't make the ends meet. But you said, right, that with man, it's impossible. But with God, all, all things, things are possible. possible. And then when you say words like that, when you quote the Bible, you're actually reminding your own brain Wait a minute. God is able to do all things and everything. You know, there, there's something else that I've quoted, and, I, and I've done this a few times. I, I started doing it more often when I started having my children. But before I had kids, I would do this as well, that when I'm in prayer, I would I'd, um, talk about God. In fact, um, we'll, we'll, go through the, we'll go through some practical things. Let's go mm. through some practical things. If, if you've got a pen and paper, uh, the, here are two models of prayer that I've found that have helped me a lot. Um, the first one is one that I've, I've used in my personal, when it's just me by myself, and I call it the ABCs of prayer. ABCs of prayer. So that should be easy to remember, ABC. ABC, right? So what's the A? A stands for ask. You know, A represents asking. Hmm. And you said something interesting in the in the, uh, uh, in the in break. In the break, yep. If you don't ask, you, it's a no. If you don't <laughs> ask, it's a no. How true is that? Hmm. You know, um, my, my kids are a bit like that at the moment. My dad, you know, when I grew up, there were times I knew that we were uh, we were doing it tough at home. Uh, when mum and dad made dinner, and it was, um, you know, the the back of chicken, just the backbone and these really skimmed out fleshes of meat, my brother, knew, my brother and I knew, well, it was a tough, we're going to have a tough week, you know, two weeks. So in that tough week, when the school says, we're going on an excursion, it's going to be $5, I wouldn't even ask. I already knew I'm staying back with the, 
I'm staying back with the kids that are, are going on the excursion because there's no money. Or if there's a camp, I'm not asking about the camp. You know, we, we didn't have $70 to contribute to this camp, so I wouldn't even ask. Mm. You know, um, I think that that's too often we, we live our Christian faith like that. Exactly. You know, we don't ask exactly. because we think, well, that's unreasonable. The resources aren't yeah, there. Yeah. You know, and, but we we'll God, God has unlimited resources. Unlimited resources, <laughs> yeah. right? And he's, he's willing to hear whatever. So the A is for ask. Ask and um, whatever it is that you're going through, say it out loud. Mm. Lord, I don't have the resources. I'm asking you, please provide provide the resources that are needed. Lord, I don't have patience. Mm. These people really upset me. You know, you know and some, I, I know they're my kids, but <laughs> sometimes I've I've asked for <coughs> encouragement because I've been yeah. discouraged. I've been in a place of discouragement, and I've. I've I've called out to God and I said, God, I need some encouragement. <laughs> you yeah. know, not necessarily expecting to get it, and you know, lo and behold, you just get a few words from a couple of people, and it it you know helps you through it. I know I shouldn't rely on on positive words from other people, but sure, but, wow, you know, sometimes when they speak the word of God, mm. yes, you should. Mm. You need to rely on other people when they start speaking the word of God. Listen to it and lean on it, you know? And, and that's one of the great things about praying praying with other believers. They start saying things that lift you up. And immediately when you said that, because I've been in that boat as well, I've quoted Isaiah 40 where it says, and I will raise you up on eagle's wings. Yes. You know, yep. that, you know like, although you're weary. So that, that's, this, is the, uh, this is the time where you've got to um, speak the word of God. Right? So in prayer, A, a is ask. B is believe. So when you, when you say the words, you, you'll raise me up on eagle's wings. Believe that God will do that. You know, there's a there's a passage. Uh, I think it's in James, isn't it, that uh, talks about not being um, uh, yeah, yeah, half-hearted in your in your requests and your faith, like You've waves. I think you're, yeah, you're, it, it talks about waves. I'll, yeah. I'll find it, but yeah, that that belief is important to have absolute belief when we ask that uh, God can God can do it. Yeah, yeah God God is able. So A is for um, ask. B is for believe, and C is for claim, right? So this is where you throw in God's word. You know, uh, Lord, I need some encouragement. Um, I believe that you are able to do it. It says in the Bible, this is the claim, it says in the Bible that you will raise me up on eagle's wings. You know, though I, uh, what's the word, though I grow weary and faint, you know, um, you you will give strength, like, mm. like you will give me to the youth. And so that's claiming God's word. It's similar to, you know, um, I always use this illustration of my oldest, oldest son. When I used to work at the airport, I used to do 10 to 12 hours, um, shifts, 12 if I'm doing overtime. I'd come home, I'm really tired. And then one day my son got to me, he was about three at the time. He says, Dad, can we go to the park? And I said, no, we'll do it tomorrow. Uh, that, that was just my instant reaction. And then, uh, when I came home the, the next day, you no, know, my son said, Dad, can we go to the park? I said, I'm tired, you know, can I just relax? And he said, but you said yesterday that you'll take me to the park today. That's claiming, mm. right? He believed what I said. Yeah. He be- he asked, he believed, and now he's claiming. Yeah. You know, and so... Good on him. He's keeping you accountable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right, that's right. The sad thing is, though, Jason, he's 16 now, yeah. <laughs> and there are things that I've said no to throughout the 16 years of life, and... uh he wants to go to Brisbane for holidays, and I'm planning on going to Brisbane with my little one, and he hasn't even asked. So, you know, like, he knows there are things that he hasn't, there's things that he's, uh, hasn't met, and, uh, 
he's not asking for that reason, but I'm waiting for him to ask. You know, if you don't ask, it's a no. It's a no. Yeah, but he's got to have faith. <laughs> you know, just right. just like it. I should have had yeah. faith when I was younger and said, We've "Dad, believe. can I go to this trip? Yeah, yeah, can I go to this trip?" So, ask, believe, claim. That's yeah. a that's a that's a great one. This one's my favorite when it comes to having worship with my family, and I've also done it in a church group, and um, so it's called Acts as an A C T. Did we do the claim bit? Yes. Oh, we did. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's um, A-C-T-S, A-C-T-S. A is for adoration. And this is, every time I've introduced this to a group, my family's become used to this now, every time I introduce this to the group, um, it's really hard to separate adoration and saying thank you. Mm. Adoration. Well, adoration and praise, to me, sort of go together as well. And, and I think David, the Psalms, you know, do a lot of this. Yeah, that's right. Adoration and praise is not a thank you. Mm. Adoration and praise is... God, you're a creator. Mm. It's amazing that you can create acknowledgement and yeah. yeah, yeah. God, God, when you speak, um, you bring comfort and encouragement. You know, God. And so, as I was saying before, not only do you use the Bible um, because you can quote Psalms and say uh, things like, um, "You are my refuge," you know, uh, "In my shield and buckler." You can say things like that, mm. right? They're not thank yous. You're just you're praising them for who they are. Mm. There's nothing. There's nothing. Adding to that. I know I've shared this before on, on radio, but I know I struggle with that adoration and praise or even words of affirmation in, you know, with in other relationships. people. Yeah. It's not something we do. No, I struggle with that. So when I, I, I listened to a, a brilliant um, speaker who was talking about how to pray, and uh, she mentioned this type of thing. And, and so uh, one of the tips was to go back and find a, a psalm. You know, if you struggle with it yourself, find a passage, find a psalm quote. that you could read from, and and make that your praise. Yeah, you know, make that your adoration and praise until it becomes more natural within yourself to do it. Yeah, there's a psalm that I quote a lot, right? Not from the Bible, but it's a psalm I sing often when I do the adoration part. It goes like this: You probably heard it. My God is so big. So strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. do. That's it. That's, that's a song. That's a song. <laughs> yeah. So I, I use that in adoration. Yeah, you know, and, and sometimes I'll sing it. Yeah. You know, and 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 and, a, and it's a reminder. And it also, mm. when I've done it around adults, you can sense the what? Mm. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's you know? true. Yeah. And, I, and I've even done. I've even saying. Um, I've been saying, uh, my God loves me. The, uh, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. You know, mm. I've done. They, they're just constant. A lot of the kids' songs are praise. Mm. C is for confession. You know, confessing your sin, confessing. Forgive us our sins as we are forgiven. Yeah, yeah that's I right. That's part of the confession, isn't it? That's right. And you've mm. got to do that too to realize who the Creator is and who's the created. T is the thanksgiving part. So this is not adoration. Now this is the thanking. This is thanking God and getting gratitude. And C is supplication. Oh, S, you mean. Oh, sorry, S, S, S for supplication. This is where we ask, ask of God things that we want to pray about. And I, I, I actually, I'll, I'll talk about this in the, in the next segment, but I'll, um, I'll give a practical thing of how it should be used in a group and a, how it could be used in a family or a group. Mm, awesome. Uh, Keeping Connection is our book offer today, Rediscovering the Power of Prayer by Zuzay Hizoki. I hope I've got that right. When we describe the Christian life as a relationship with our Creator, prayer is the connection that keeps this relationship alive, healthy and growing. Drawing from the Bible, personal experience and the communal life of, of the church, 
Keeping Connection reintroduces you to the life of prayer and its power to renew and transform your most important relationship. More than just a theory, prayer becomes practical, a vital part of your life lived with God. So that's our book offer today. Do stay tuned for the code right after the break. This is uh, a lively song and a version of Standing on the Promises by Sila. Tazzy Encounters on Faith of M, and that was certainly a lively version of Standing on the Promises, but very relevant to what we've been talking That's about, right. claiming those promises. Yep. Our book offer today is this uh, beautiful book, Keeping Connection, Rediscovering the Power of Prayer. Text us in worship and the digit 4, worship 4 to 488 891 to claim a free book offer. We've got four copies to give away today. 
David, how do you like to uh, finish up or wrap up our program today? We've talked about the ABCs and the ACTs. Yeah, I didn't get to go through the ACTS. That um, just just to go through that again. A, a, a stands for adoration. C is confession. Um, T is thanksgiving, and S stands for supplication, which is you know, where you ask God for things. So the ACTS. I wanted to share how that looks like in uh, when you do it with a group and why it works so well uh, when I have family worship. So what we do is, uh, in my family, we go around and you just say one thing, one thing that you can adore God for, right? So my youngest will probably say, um, because he's strong, you know, and my daughter will say, um, because he's our, our creator. Mm. And, you know, and so we all have a turn of adoration. And then after that, I have a, we all have a turn at confession, you know, and, and I've heard the sweetest things. Um, you know, I, I've heard one of my kids say, oh, um, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I broke Jethro's pencil and I, I didn't tell him. I just left <laughs> it on his desk. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you know, and then we all have our, we all have our turns at, um, at confessing something to God. Then we all have our turn at Thanksgiving. And we all have our turn at supplication. And then we say, Amen. And so that, that really helps with everybody participating in prayer. And as the kids have gotten older, um, you know, we can now say three things, three things each. So it becomes, mm. so the circle it, it cycles quite a bit. Now, I mentioned that I did in a church service one time. We had a prayer meeting. This, this was, this was a, a crazy thing, Jason. Um, we had, uh, we did it for sunset to sunset. So Friday sunset, this was back in Brisbane to Sabbath sunset. And we had some volunteers that will be at the church every hour on the hour from sunset to uh, sunset. So that was a Friday, started on a Friday, and it went to um, Sabbath sunset. And we had um, elders, deacons, all volunteers to come in. So whoever comes in within an hour, they have prayer together. And in my hour, I think I took the um, 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, and a few showed up. There's probably 30 of us that were there. And so I said, what we're going to do is we're going to do the acts. And um, I shared with them, this is how it works. We'll have turns. And I said, be careful not to fall into the trap of when we're doing adoration, that you end up doing Thanksgiving. Guess what happened? It went Thanksgiving. Mm. And so I'll, I would correct, I'll, I would jump back in because I said from the beginning, I'll, I'll lead the prayer. We start with adoration. And so it was, it was random. I'll say something and whoever wanted to jump in, they say it. Whoever wanted to jump in will jump in after that. And then um, <clears throat> it got to, and so when they heard me change transition to confession, they all knew now, oh, we're, we're changing to that. So everyone, and I was just listening to when it got a bit silent. Like we did adoration and it was hard. Mm. You know, the adoration probably lasted for about five minutes, I reckon, because they kept switching to Thanksgiving. And then um, we went confession right down to supplication. You know, they, they didn't realize that the next person had come in for the next hour, the midnight hour. They'd come in to do the to lead out in the prayer. And he was so clever, he didn't interrupt. So our session actually went on for two hours. That's a, that's how long the ACTS and um it was amazing. People started singing. We started singing together, you know, and um there's something about that hour as well. Like we're kind of sleepy, but we're in prayer, so we we don't want to disconnect, mm. you know. And so um, having having these tools, ABC, as I said, is something I like to do when I'm by myself. ACT, 
S or the X model. It's a great thing to do with your family or with your uh, wife, husband, or friends if you, if you live with a group of friends. But that's a really good model to, to, to go when you're in a, in a group. Um, but the point, the whole point that I'm trying to get to is practice prayer. You know, be diligent to speak to our Creator. It's an important, it's an important thing to work out, um, what your purpose is, understanding what God's purpose in your life is, realizing, wow, I delight in the Lord in prayer. And, um, and I want to do according to His will, you know, delight, mm-hmm. delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart because the desires of our heart actually match the desires of God, mm-hmm. which is, Incredible. I've just noticed something, David, here that the S in Acts, the so the second uh, method, the ACTs, uh, perhaps the ABCs actually fit entirely within the S of the ACTs. It does. Yeah. It, it, it fits in all of them. Yeah. You know, for example, confession. You know, when you when oh man, it's First John one verse nine. I'm, I so I just felt a. It's, it's, this is such an awesome promise. First John 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and forgive us from all unrighteousness. Mm. Right? And so, like you said, the, the ABC fits in that. Mm. You know, um, Lord, I have, I have fallen short of your glory. I just shouted at, at um, you know, one of my employees and made them feel real little and it, was, it didn't need to be done in public. I've done wrong by him. You know, I hurt his feelings. But Lord, you said, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, that's that's the ABC. So mm. you, you've nailed it. Mm. You know, like the ABC fits in all mm. three, of, three of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, even in the Thanksgiving when we're acknowledging God, for what he's done, you know, yes. that can be part of the most effectively an answer to prayer for the asking and believing and claiming. Amen. You know? Yeah, you, you said, um, oh, what was that one in Luke 11, as we're reading Luke 11? Yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Lord, that um, if we are humans that can give gifts to our to our own children, how much more are you willing to give to us? Mm. You know, that, that's literally in the Bible. That's mm. claiming his word again. Mm. Yeah, so the thanks, thanksgiving and... Uh, you know, I was actually doing this story with my son for bedtime uh, two nights ago. The ten lepers and the one that came back and talking about the importance of being thankful. You know, that's another one in scripture. We got a um, got a message in from uh, Christina. She says, "Thanks, David and Jason, for the prayer models today. It's really helpful." Amen. Praise God. Thank I'm you, really Christina. Glad, yeah, that helps out. But yeah, pray. Read your Bible and pray every day. Absolutely. Well, it's time to wrap up our program for today. Um, next week on Worship at Home, what are you going to be covering? Sharing the Word, the importance of sharing the sharing everything in all circumstances. Awesome. Uh, and, of course, tomorrow with David Maxwell and uh, yourself. Now, this is actually going to be a pre-recorded program, which you did yesterday, but mm-hmm. it's a, a never-heard-before program. So do join us tomorrow on uh the Perfect Seven Restored, I believe, is the title. So join us at uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow for that. And uh, our book offer today, if you haven't claimed that, I think we've still got four copies to give away. Worship number four. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to claim your free book offer. Um, as we go out today, this is uh, Take My Hand by One Glory. 
I think, David, uh, it's been a, a really good lesson, I think, this on prayer. and yeah. We want God to lead us. We want uh, to connect with him and... Speak to him. Yeah, to speak to him. So we acknowledge God in uh, his leading. So take my hand, one glory. May God be with you today and may you encounter Jesus more.
Walk with.